gonna take a little time. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer and the O-line to get him over. Wisconsin football analyst. I wanna know who loves him. Musical genius. I want you to show me. Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. Chris, it's the first time you've heard that. What are you thinking about uh, Mark Tauscher's singing ability? He got the vocals. He got the vocals. (laughs) Don't lie, Chris. Don't, hey. Don't be lying now, Chris. <laughs> no, we all know it was bad. <laughs> We're just friends, so we laugh. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I meant to say it was bad. I thought okay. I, now I don't know where I'm supposed to go with it. <laughs> well, and Chris wants to start off with a question for you because he we oh yeah uh, we saw a little video from Mike McDaniel talking about he confirmed the story about Johnny Menzel with the idea that uh, he was a quality control coach with Cleveland. He said, yeah, I can verify that I would get the iPad reports from Johnny Mm -hmm. Menzel saying that, and you'd see that he watched 0% of film. Now, Chris was saying that like you have to be so far along at a professional football level that the coaches feel like they have to check your Mm -hmm. iPad to see if you're doing the work because they assume that you are. So, Chris, I'll let you ask your question to Mark then. Yeah, yeah. So we all know, you know, majority of coaches, you can get these reports, but... The thought is, I shouldn't need to do that. Maybe in college, but definitely not in the NFL. This is your job. You're not distracted by class or anything like that. We should have that understanding. My question is, one, it's kind of twofold. He's going to call you old here. One, when you were playing. Did we draw how did on, you guys did we draw watch on film? paper? Yes, we did. How did y'all watch film at home? <laughs> And two, was there any way of tracking that? And were those tablets heavy? <laughs> like stone tablets. VHS. Dang. VHS. I'm starting to like Chris more and more every time he's hosting. Uh, so we had, this will sound crazy to some people, we had DVDs that we would mm. get and and it would be different breakdowns. And how coaches would do there wasn't I don't think there was monitoring I don't know how they would because we kept the DVDs mm. but they would put things in there like if you watched goal line and then there was a question about it or what song was in there there would be pop quizzes about what was mm. on your DVD and there was sometimes there was some cash prizes that would be in play mm. but yeah there was not the point where they were monitoring and I think if you knew what the heck you were doing Coaches never would question because yep. a part of life is watching film. You go in the, you go in your meeting room early. You watch film. You're always trying to get an advantage. So it wasn't. I think there was a point where you could watch too much film, mm-hmm. but no, I don't think. I, I don't know any uh, teammate I ever had that didn't watch zero amount of film. Right. And especially at quarterback, that's crazy talk. Especially at quarterback. <laughs> especially at quarterback. Well, and if you've seen a Netflix doc, basically he got through college without having to watch films. So, like, I guess he just thought it could carry through to the NFL. Uh, Mark, another, and we'll get to some badge-related things. Another thing that, uh, and this is the hapless Bears, but to the idea <laughs> of so much film out there, there's a video that's circling the internet where Cordy Whitehair, uh, and I showed it to Chris Orr, basically dropped back to to block. Nobody was there. He turned around, kept on backing up, and ended up just turning to his own player and blocking him for a second. So, like, 
Is there almost like too much film for fans? <laughs> and like, hey, you had a moment on the field where you're like, thank God that's not on tape mm. somewhere. Because I remember English sharing uh. a story about how John Madden circled him in the Super Bowl broadcast. Oh. They're saying, I don't know what the hell Derek English oh. doing here. So I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, there is. There's. You have now seven million football analysts that will go through film, and it's always. Well, look at how wide open this guy was. Well, did you recognize that Warren Sapp is in the quarterback's face? (laughs) So there's always little nuances to it, but I think it's great. Fans get to to feel like they're in the mix. uh, But to answer your question, yeah, and as far as Cody Whitehair, I watched that clip. That was fairly obvious. You're sliding the protection to the right. They obviously got a blitz the other way. It it never looks good when you're bear hugging your right guard uh, when your quarterback gets sacked because the left guard got beat across his face. So yeah, all those things that wasn't on Cody Whitehair, but I get it, I understand it, and yeah, I'm glad I played in the era where there was only there weren't there were maybe only one million football analysts, Man. not the Twitter analysts that there are now. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky you can't, can't get turned into a meme. You're lucky <laughs> right? you can't get turned yeah. into a meme, man. That's, I don't that's know a, if we get our legit hat. fear. If we get our hands on some Tauscher DVDs, we might be able to find some uh, hot plays. Yeah, get get the CD burner, the DVD burner out and see what we can do with that. Yeah, I'll have Uh, to dust off my DVD player. Mark, uh, the uh, there's no way around it. The Iowa Wisconsin game was really mm. rough to watch. You did a great job making it as entertaining as possible because it was uh, it was really honestly a throwback to the old Bajir Hawkeye <laughs> matchups there, where um, it was a game old school '90s style. But moving forward off of that game, Braden Locke, what is the team doing? What is the well the players, the coaches? How do they get ready to go on the road and and win? A, I think a pretty important game, not just because they needed as many wins as possible, but also. I think a lot of these players want to. It's not Brett didn't end Paul's career, but he kind of ended Paul's career. So there's probably mm-hmm. something there with that uh, with some of these players as well. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always, um, you know, players don't forget things. And that last year, that was probably one of the low points in the Wisconsin football history. And obviously, Paul lost his job that Sunday. And so I don't think that's the motivation. Obviously, I have a new staff that's more motivated on just improving. But it's going to be tough. I mean, you take Tanner Mordecai has been a – there's a stat out there, and I'll have to look at my notes. Uh, as far as Chesma Lucy and Tanner Mordecai with your touchdowns, you take those off of where Wisconsin is, I think the kicker is the leading scorer on this team. Oh, wow. And so there's, there's a lot of, uh, lot of production that won't be down in Champaign. And what I always look at is you lean on your horses, you lean on your leaders, when you're in a case like this. So I would think that this, even though it's Phil Longo's offense and things are going to be different, I would be surprised. I think Braylon Allen, we saw him in the second half get a little bit uh, get a little bit going, and when you're able to get the points that we did, it was Braylon Allen kind of setting that table. I think you're going to try and limit uh, what you're going to ask Braden Locke to do, but I, I just talking to people over there today, I, I don't sense that there's a lot of trepidation about what Braden Locke can all handle. Obviously, his skill set's a little different than Tanner's, but I don't envision this offense looking a ton different than what we saw uh, throughout this season. I think they're going to have a full game plan. What's going to work and how you're going to execute it, those are going to be fair questions, but I don't think with Braden Locke you're going to you know, try and slow anything down as far as what you're thinking offensively. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said the exact same thing. I don't, I don't think you should. Um, I was telling I was telling our listeners out there about confidence in the game of football and that if you could get a young young quarterback to connect vertically or just get in rhythm early, that can do something completely different for his career or even just for that game itself, even for the team. It's it's pretty easy to rally around the guy that you know everybody's kind of expecting to mess it up or have some mistakes. And when they're out there and they can get into a rhythm and get going, it's, it's easy to rally behind that guy. I, I know that the team is they're in a position where they understand that defensively we're going to have to step up a little more we're going to need a little more out of special teams and yeah our leaders on offense we're going to we're going to need more out of you Braylon we're going to need more out of Tim and all the guys that have established themselves as playmakers this is the week this is the week that you 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 take it up a notch this is the week that you catch that little hitch and instead of just getting vertical you try to do a little more with it or whatever the case is because we we all understand that we'll need it, but yeah, I don't think we should change anything. I say let the let the young QB man let him tell him go in there and let it fly, bro. If I was on his <laughs> yeah, team, if I was his linebacker, I go tell him. I said, man, let it fly. We got your back over here on defense, bro. Don't worry about anything. Absolutely, you do. I, I, and I think that is the messaging. And I think when you look at it, uh, there's an excitement to it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have that unknown, and I think every player. If, Braylon Allen wasn't Braylon Allen until he started playing. Yep. You have to go out there and play. And so there's there's always that comfort of, well, I know what this guy can do. And But every player that's ever played has had to go through this process. So yep. Braden Locke has to look at this as what an unbelievable opportunity mm-hmm. I have to lead this football team. And I think the t- his teammates feel that. And they're going to. You always look at it when you lose a couple of key players to say, what can I do to help alleviate this? What can I do from a team standpoint that will help us have more success? Everybody needs to elevate their game, and I'm sure anybody in, on that roster, anybody that's going to be going down to Champaign, that's the approach they're going to have. Yeah. Uh, John Runyon today, I believe, said that the Packers offense, uh, as we transition to the Packers going against the Broncos here, can and will have shades of the Dolphins going forward. Mm. And, Mark, my main question is, like, why are they starting it now? I mean, only the bye week, but, like, they could have just done this earlier, too. So I'm a little <laughs> bit dubious of the statement of, like, they're not executing the simple stuff right now, and now they want to pull out the Dolphins playbook. Um, what does he mean by that as far as how much can you install during a bye week? How much can you change? I don't know what that means. I think that uh, <laughs> that is a very bold statement. That's somebody that I think what he's trying – I think – just reading between the lines, I think it's we have a lot of uncapped talent that needs to get free float. We need to let this thing rip. And, uh, and whether or not you want to say Christian Watson can beat Tyreek Hill and Jordan Love can beat Tua, all, I think it's more about this offense has not let it go yet. So to try and compare it, the Dolphins are the best offense in the league by a large margin. So you want to set your goals high. You want to go out and try to accomplish those things, and maybe it's more of a, hey, let's stop handcuffing and putting ourselves in a box to say we can only do this. Let's shoot for the stars, and you know what? If we can show some improvement, this is a great week to do it when you're playing against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yeah, Tosh, kind of to elaborate on that, uh, Jim's been saying for a couple weeks uh, and alluding to the fact that he kind of thinks that this offense (laughs) has the training wheels on to kind of get Jordan Love into a rhythm and get him going, get him comfortable. My thought by Runyon on this was like, maybe these training wheels are coming off. We're opening up the whole playbook 
and there's going to be a, a couple more wrinkles, but it's still within the same scheme. Does that make sense, or does that seem to drive, or do you think uh, that's kind of out there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I love when people use analogies. I think it's great when you you'd use that. I, I, I think the Aaron Jones component of this is what you're looking to unlock because the only game he's played a lot of snaps. I know he was back for a little bit of the Detroit game, but when he was with, when he was on the field against the bears, a lot of great stuff happened. Mm-hmm. You, you, your first drive was a touchdown. You had that screen pass. Obviously he scored the touchdown when he pulled his hamstring. So I think it's more about, you know, we have not been, if you want to say training wheels, I think they just haven't executed very well. I think it's more about we had the bye week. We got some guys back. We're starting to get our old line put together. We got Elton Jenkins back. I think we are going to unleash what our capabilities are. Whether or not that's going to be 70 points like Miami did to Denver, I would be skeptical of that. <laughs> but I love the fact that that's where the mindset is. That's, uh, the mentality is right. It might be delusional, but I'd rather you be, I'd rather you be delusional on the positive side of things than on the negative side of it. Uh, Mark, uh, as always, awesome stuff. We appreciate you hopping on. You bet. Take care, guys. All right, that's Mark Tauscher. Brought to you by our good friends at Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton and in Madison. Custom is best there. They also can fix anything you have. They've helped Tauscher uh, be one of the better, uh, the best gift giver he's been in a long time, thanks to uh, Chalmers Jewelers. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We'll throw some stones next.